Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Chip Shot. Hope everybody had a great week and a great weekend. And PGA Tour action, LPGA, European Tour, and PGA Tour champions all in action. So let's get right to it and take a look at the action. Hideki Matsuyama, the Masters champion, had three birdies in five holes on the back nine and equaled the 18th for good measure for a five-stroke victory at the PGA Tour's Zozo Championship. It was Matsuyama's first PGA Tour win in his native Japan, although he's only had one previous attempt. In 2019, Tiger Woods won the inaugural Zozo Championship, the first PGA Tour event in Japan, and last year the tournament was moved to California due to COVID-19 restrictions. Matsuyama finished with a 65 and a 15 under total of 265. It was his seventh PGA Tour victory. If there was any doubt, Matsuyama hit a three wood to about 12 feet with his second shot on the par 5 18. Asked when he thought he had clinched his home tournament, Matsuyama said through an interpreter, probably my second shot at 18. That was probably the clincher. Americans were tied for second at 10 under. Brendan Steele shot 66 and Cameron Tringali shot a 69. Open champion Colin Marakawa had a final round 69 and finished 10 strokes behind Matsuyama. Tokyo Olympic champion Xander Shoffley shot 68 and was even par on the tournament. Ricky Fowler had his second consecutive 71 and finished at 3 over. As uh, Ricky trying to battle back and find that form that he uh, once had. But congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama who won in his home country. And the guy's a national hero there. So uh, no big surprise. Uh, greetings that he got uh, from the fans. And the ageless wonder. What? But Bernhard Langer became the oldest winner in PGA Tour Champions history Sunday at 64 year old, 64, beating Doug Barron with a six foot birdie putt in the first hole of a playoff in a Dominion Energy Charity Classic. The German star thrust both arms in the air after winning for the 42nd time on the PGA Tour Champions and the first time since March 2020. At 64 years, one month, 27 days, Langer broke the age record of 63 years, five months, four days, set by Scott Hoke when he teamed with Tom Pernice Jr. to win in the 2019 Bass Pro Shops Legends of Golf. Langer closed with a 3-under 69, also making birdie on a par 518 in regulation to match Barron at 14-under on the Country Club of Virginia's James River course. Barron also finished with a birdie in a 68. He missed a six-foot birdie try in the playoff before Langer ran in the winner to end his string of five playoff losses. Langer, also the 2017 winner in Richmond, increased his lead in the Charles Schwab Cup season standings in the playoff opener. Second round leader 
Steve Flesh was third at 12 under after 73. Ernie Yell shot a 63, Ken Duke 68, Tim Petrovic 71, Steve Alker 72 were all at 11 under. Defending champion Phil Mickelson shot a 71 to time for 47th at even par. He has three victories in five PGA Tour champion starts, winning the Constellation Furyk and Friends two weeks ago in Florida. And after starting the day four strokes back at the uh, uh, 54-hole leader He Zhang Lim, Jin Ling Ko rallied with an 8-under 64, leading to a final final round playoff against the four-time KLPGA winner. With a birdie on the 73rd hole, Ko earned her second consecutive victory and the 200th, 200th win by a Korean-born player on the LPGA Tour. Ko ultimately finished tied with Lim at 22-under, leading to extra holes. Lim teed off first, but Ko ultimately had the upper hand when her approach to the green landed just a few feet from the pin. One tap and the 26-year-old walked away from LPGA International Busan with her 11th career win, her fourth come-from-behind victory, and tied for fourth, fourth most in wins by a Korean player in LPGA Tour history. Not only does Ko clinch the leader's top 10 competition with her fourth win of the season, but she is also projected to return to the number one spot in the Rolex Women's World Golf Rankings, surpassing American Nellie Korda. Ko was number one in the Rolex Women's World Golf Rankings from July 20th, 2019 to June 27, 2021 a streak of 100 consecutive weeks. She was also world number one for 12 weeks early in 2019. So it looks like she'll be returning to that uh, number one ranking again with a big come from behind victory this week. And Jeff Winther carded a gritty final round of level par to win his first European Tour title at the 2021 Mallorca Golf Open. The Dane had posted rounds of 62 on days one and three, sandwiching his 71 in tough conditions on Friday. And while Wynn returned to golf Santa Panza for the final 18 holes, Winther kept his cool. The 33-year-old recorded a closing 70 to stay at 15 under and win by one shot from home favorites Pep Angles and Jorge Campillo, and also Swede Sebastian Soderberg, who finished second for the second week in a row. Winter has caught it 362s, his lowest European tour score on Spanish islands, on the 2021 race to Dubai with his two this week, following his third round at the Grand Canary Lopesin Open. He has shot five of his eight lowest European tour rounds in Spain, and the Balearic Islands will now forever loom large in his career as the place where he claimed his maiden victory. So uh, congratulations goes out to Jeff Winter on his first win on the, L, uh, the European tour, and 
uh, it's a big one in Mallorca Open. So, uh, congratulations to all our winners for this week. And uh, now, I think it's time. Let's take a break and come back right after this. Sponsor an ad on the podcast. Support our show and let people know about your business. Email us today. 516-619-6341. That is the voicemail hotline. If you'd like to leave a question, a comment, anything at all, just call that number, 516-619-6341. We'll play it on the air. Or if you'd like to be old-fashioned, and send me an email. Send it to talkinggolf at gmail.com. That's talkinggolf at gmail.com. It's time for the Golf News of the Week. And in the Golf News this week... A week ago, Jim Furyk's son Tanner caddied for him at the PGA Tour Champions regular season finale, the SAS Championship. Father and son made quite a pair as Furyk took the clubhouse lead late on Sunday before settling for a tie for third. Furyk's regular caddy, Fluff Cowan, missed the tournament due to an injury. At the Dominion Energy Charity Classic this week, the first of three events in the postseason, Fluff is back on the bag. He was on a cart for the Thursday Pro-Am, and he put the bag on his shoulder in a significant manner, Furyk said. He's limping a little bit right now, but I'm sure he's a little sore. I'm sure he's hiding a little bit, too. He seems to be all right. I think he's going to be good to go. Furyk will need his right-hand man to be on his A game this week as the duo take on the top 72 players in the season-long Schwab Cup points list, especially at 54-hole Champion Store events that are more of a sprint than a marathon compared to the 72-hole tour stop so get well soon uh, fluff we know you're down or maybe a little hurting but the uh end of the season is coming so uh uh let's hope you can make it uh, to the next few playoff events and another caddy john mclaren who for the last years last six years has been the caddy for paul casey currently ranked 27th in the official world golf ranking um is retiring during their partnership casey won back-to-back valspar championship titles in 2018 and 2019 on the pga tour along with two wins on the european tour in a story published on pgatour.com McLaren 55 is taking in an indefinite mental health break from the game. The story also still states that he came to the realization that the anxiety of cross-Atlantic travel on a regular basis in this current pandemic-punctured world was not healthy. Before he carried the bag for Casey, he worked with another Englishman, Luke Donald. During their time together, Donald reached number one in the world and earned $30 million. Um, not too shabby. So uh, um, McLaren is taking um, 
a mental health break. Some people have called it a retirement. He's 55. Uh, he's known as Johnny High Socks. He wears all kinds of crazy socks on the tour, and uh, that's what he's known for around uh, those parts, but also known as a terrific caddy as by the results of the players that he's paired with over the years. So uh, uh, good luck. Hope everything works out okay for him. And uh, maybe we'll see him back on the European tour. Uh, sounds like uh, he wants to stay closer to home, really. And uh, who can blame him, as he said, in this crazy pandemic world that we're living in. And according to an exclusive report on Golf Week, in Golf Week, eight PGA Tour players, including world number two Dustin Johnson, are seeking permission to compete at the Saudi international tournament the tour previously said that it would deny waivers for its members to take part in the controversial event tour players need to obtain a release to compete on other circuits a tour spokesperson confirmed to golf week that a decision on waiver applications is not required until 30 days before a tournament starts the saudi international schedule for february 3rd to 6th at royal greens golf and country club in King Abdullah Economic City, meaning players might not learn if they will be permitted to play until Tuesday, January 4th. PGA Tour members who choose to compete without obtaining permission are subject to dis disciplinary proceedings, most likely in the form of a fine. The Saudi International is the latest front in a battle over the future of professional golf as the PGA and European tours try to fend off a proposed rival circuit known as the Super Golf League, which would be financed by the Saudis. The Super Golf League has been count courting golf's biggest stars with a promise of huge paydays, more than $30 million in some cases. The concept has been pitched for more than seven years, but no player has yet signed on. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan has made clear that any member who joins the rival tour will face a lifetime ban. Several prominent players are known to be flirting with the Saudi League. Others, notably world number one John Rahm and Rory McIlroy, have publicly rejected the Saudi overtures. So a rival league uh, could come about. You know, money, there's a lot of money being thrown at these guys, and sometimes it's tough to resist. But um, also the idea of not being able to play in any majors, uh, at least, I would think you would you probably could play in the Open, the U.S. Open and the British Open. Not sure about the Masters, the PGA Tour Championship would definitely be out of the question. Um, don't know how these players would react to that and whether it's worth the risk, the money versus... The money's not too bad on the PGA Tour either, you know. So uh, who knows uh, what, but big paychecks sometimes can, uh, you know can blur your judgment uh but when when you get to top players like McElroy and rom they need those guys to survive because they call them at the super league golf 
you got to have the top guys. You don't get the top guys, it's not going to work at all. So we'll see how it all plays out as time goes on. All right, time for another quick break, and we will return. Sponsor an ad on the podcast. Support our show and let people know about your business. Email us today. 516-619-6341. That is the voicemail hotline. If you'd like to leave a question, a comment, anything at all, just call that number, 516-619-6341, and we'll play it on the air. Or if you'd like to be old-fashioned, and send me an email. Send it to talkinggolf at gmail.com. That's talkinggolf at gmail.com. Okay, we're back, and let's take a look at the calendar for next week. On the PGA Tour, it is the Butterfield Bermuda Champions Chip. And Brian Gay is the uh, defending champion. And that's it. <laughs> no official PGA Tour champions events. No official LPGA Tour events. Special, you know, uh, official. And no official European Tour events. As they all take off. They're all traveling um, as the champions uh, tour move to uh, their second of three playoff events the lpga i believe are coming back from uh um from korea so they're off european tour are also off so that's it for the calendar for next week rather thin um what can i tell you i don't make it up so there you go all right, and that's going to do it for us this week as well. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope you will continue to uh, watch or listen to the show. Uh, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Yep. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Smash that like button. Uh, it helps uh, our YouTube analytics and... Uh, uh, makes the uh, people at YouTube happy, and it makes me happy as well. <laughs> and uh, if you listen to the uh, audio version, you can subscribe too uh, just by hitting the subscribe button, and that way you'll always know when a new episode has come out. And you can do that on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Castbox, Google Podcast, wherever you listen or watch the podcast, uh, just hit that subscribe button. It really does help us grow the show and expand to new listeners. And until the next time, remember, as you walk down the fairway of life, you must smell the roses, for you only get to play one round. I'll see you next time on another edition of Chip Shots. Chip Shots.